Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast from Metro.co.uk. It's a bit like going bird watching, but with too many tits. Wow. <laughs> My name is BB Lynch. Oh, and I'm Miranda Kane, and I'm sinking low. Please do check. Why are you down there? Please check out our blogs. <laughs> At metro.co.uk. This week, I promise, we're looking up from the gutter and we're going to be talking to a lady who knows a lot about sex and disability. Hello, uh, my name is Jenny Williams and I'm the CEO of the charity Enhance the UK. Tell us about the hashtag undressing disability campaign. Um, So basically, undressing was developed if you like really I mean probably the whole time I've been working in in care which is a lot of years now I really started it about nine years ago so it's taken a long time to even get this kind of momentum but it's really about looking at the sexual needs um, of people who have impairments so um, disabled people and it's really uh, looking at the difference the big difference between people with learning disabilities and the needs that they have and people with um physical and sensory impairments Mm. and that is so often just all clumped together and obviously people have completely different needs so it's basically looking at the needs right right from young people who need inclusive sex education and don't have it all the way up to people who may have always had an impairment but they've not had that education and so now they're adults and actually I hate using the word vulnerable, I really do, but maybe feeling that they are actually vulnerable and they just don't even quite understand, not necessarily what sex is, but kind of the rules Mm. um, around that, which let's face it, who understands it anyway, Um, (laughs) up to people who have acquired their impairment and, you know, maybe have moved into a care home, which happens a lot, um, sadly, and then people all need care and then say they want their partner to stay the night or they want to be able to use a sex toy or they want to be able to be intimate or, you know, be, have some kind of a sexual expression and they can't because there's so much red tape around that. So it's a pretty broad campaign, really. It covers a lot. I thought Sophie's story was, there's a video that's on, on your site, as you know, <laughs> and um, I thought it was really moving. It was really interesting because Sophie's sister, uh, Paula, contacted me um, initially and she was saying, I don't know what to do. You know, my sister is really um, saying these really explicit things to, as it were, to her carers and saying things like um, asking them because she's an eye gaze board. She's got MS and she's not able to communicate at all anymore through speech. So she uses her eyes and eye gaze board to um, spell out things. And so she was saying things to the carers like, I want to get fucked and I just want to have sex. And, you know, these, you know, and and obviously there was some kind of shock factor there that she was trying to get from the carers to show them, hello, you know, I'm still in here. Um, And actually, once Paula and I spoke, we spent a lot of time on the phone. I say, do you think Sophie does actually want that? Or do you think she's just trying to kind of shout, you know, and be heard? Mm. And how do you think that it would be if Sophie was able to express herself and we filmed her. Do you think she'd be up for that? She's like, well, I'm going to speak to her. Um, So that's kind of what happened really. And and we went down and and filmed Sophie and it was amazing. Just kind of her going, oh my God, there are actually people listening to me now and and I'm heard. And subsequently she's gone on, she's met someone, she's now married um, to this guy. They're really, really happy. And I think this is a thing, you know, 
sometimes people, you know, are desperate just to be seen as human beings that have sexual needs and end up doing things that not aren't necessarily what they really want to do, but they just want something. They want yeah. to feel like they're still a grown up. But yeah, I mean, it was a great, it's a great end to a story, but obviously, sadly, not all stories do end like that. Can I ask you quickly though, what is what is Enhance the UK? What's the organisation that you're doing this through? We, um, everybody that, that that runs training for us, we all have disabilities. So we run training for lots of organisations, for the Premier League, for football clubs, for uh, you know, sometimes the BBC, like all different organisations. So it's looking at how to communicate, which sounds so basic, but how to communicate effectively with disabled people because people don't they, they just get so scared and they're yeah. like oh my god I'm gonna offend someone do I say walk this way do I say see you later to a blind person <laughs> um and they and you know and their brain explodes so basically people say nothing and I'm a hearing aid user for example and you know I say to people can you can you make sure you look at me when you're speaking to me because you turn your back and I will lose that thread of conversation and people forget within about four seconds because I've got a completely hearing voice and um, it's just about improving your communication basically with people again basically trying basically being a good human being Um, and then the money that we make from that we put that into the charity side of things which is the undressing disability campaign and then supporting and um, funding everything that I just said that we did with the with the campaign so it's taken a lot of years and dedication to get to get this far but I've got an amazing team and everyone works bloody hard actually because we are quite backwards when it comes to sex and disability because uh, a lot of people when I used to be a sex worker a lot of people would first that one of their first comments would be oh it's all right to be a sex worker as long as you're you know doing it for the right reasons like with disabled people for instance which <laughs> I always found a thank you exactly which was always my reaction because I just found that so fucking patronizing uh, because it's not just about sex it's obviously about a relationship as well like you were saying with Sophie she's now married but that sort of instinct to go I want to get fucked is 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 also I want someone to get fucked regularly with uh, and also do other things with so I mean do you ever find that people are that patronizing and do turn around to you and give you just stupid suggestions like oh let them go and see a sex worker or something that's the only that's the main thing and that's (laughs) Uh, you know and and I think that you know whenever we get any kind of press interest which we do get a lot Mm. um people say oh yeah you know you you talk about sex work and disabled people oh yeah oh disabled people yeah yeah have you have you have you watched the film sessions oh Uh yeah it's about disabled people you know and uh, sex work oh my god no it isn't how many people do you know that you're a sex worker and we all say this if people want to use a sex worker, that should be a choice yeah. because they choose to do that. Yeah. That shouldn't be. That's not something that we are anti as an organisation. But what we are anti is that that is your only choice. Yeah. And and people, a lot, most people that I know actually want to, I mean, a lot of, not everybody talks about using sex worker, obviously, but the people that I know actually want to be in a relationship well I always say this when you're in a relationship half the time you want to be single when you're single you want to be in a relationship um but you know most people it's more than all... half the time yeah well, well yeah, yeah yeah I fantasize that uh, that a lot um <laughs> but you know but most people I know especially you know I'm coming up 40 a lot of people want to be in a relationship and have children and 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 do all those things so it's the main thing as I said that people associate sex and disability and it's like oh for god's sake yeah people are perfectly capable of being in loving relationships 
if that's what they want to be in. You that's know? exactly what Miranda's just said, isn't it? So it's it's about the um, intimacy and the affection and the love and the um, how you feel confidence or yeah, everything around that. Or yeah. even if you just want fuck buddies, yeah. you know. It's For me, it's that, that sort of patronising thing of going, oh, you can only see a sex worker. For me, in the past, I, the fuck buddies that I've had, um, is they, they've still like, I've still got a connection. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. For me, it's about banter. It's about like, you know, this kind of chemistry. And I think this is a massive sweeping generalisation, but I do think it is different for a lot of women than it is men. Um, and just the connections that, that people make. And women find it particularly a lot harder if they thought, actually, you know what, I do just want to use a sex worker. It is a lot harder, I think, for a lot of disabled women because they do feel a lot more, and again, I'm using this horrible word, vulnerable, but yeah. you are, if you can't move, yeah, and you're and you've got a man coming into your personal space, and you can't get away. Then yes, of course you feel more vulnerable. So yeah. Jenny, on on your site, there's I mean I don't know the stat, but it's it's saying carrying on what you what you've just said, which is disabled women are more likely to suffer domestic and sexual abuse. Yeah, that's not our statistic, Wasn't actually. It? But we know that um, disabled women are more likely to be uh, sexually abused, and that goes back to physically not being able to get away but also that goes to back to education and lack of it and a a statistic that is ours we did a survey um uh, we surveyed 100 disabled people saying did you have inclusive sex education and 100 people came back and said no wow is there any sex and disability education here then nothing there is very very little there's probably more for people um who have learning disabilities than like people than have uh, physical and sensory yeah. impairments and it's so much pressure on young people anyway nowadays with all the selfies and the filters yeah. and social media let alone if you've got a physical disability you're like oh my god everyone can see it the reason is because people think think right okay I just want to be liked I want that boy to really like me that means I have to give them a blowjob I mean you know some of the stats are coming back saying that people we deaf young women were using crisp packets as oh. contraception oh my oh, god no. oh my I god mean, just some horrendous kind of stories um of people doing things that they didn't know that they shouldn't be doing because they didn't have access to information people write into well you're providing the information so people write into enhance the uk what kind of stuff what kind of challenges and dilemmas do people have that you can help them with do you know what it's um is it too broad so broad a massive thing actually that probably one of the most common themes is about disclosing um quite often about online dating do i disclose um i've got you know do i show my wheelchair for example on a picture on tinder um do i tell someone that i've got a bag you know i do i tell someone that i've got crohn's disease you know how 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 much do i share on myself online i want them to get to know me and there's pros and cons to physically seeing someone's disability we call it the tosser filter you know (laughs) because you know and and it can work really well i met my partner on tinder you know and i never put anything about my hearing loss but i do know that people were talking to me then they googled me because as you do and then they read up about me and see i'm a hearing aid user and i'm pretty sure a couple of times that has happened and like, i mean it can't be like they don't want my amazing banter online it's i know that, i mean know, come on obviously come on come on um but you know i think they, they've seen that and just gone oh god i don't get hearing aid because they haven't heard me speak mm. and they just don't get deafness because it is confusing it is and I've got degenerative hearing loss, which means I'm losing my hearing. So I get I get it. You know, it can be quite, can be quite full on. But 
I think that, yeah, so that's one example, um, again, about, you know, we have a woman, you know, for example, she wrote in, she had a spinal injury, she's now got no feeling, um, and she was saying, I, I'm worried my husband feels like he's raping me, um, oh. because I don't feel anything anymore when we have sex, because oh. um, she's got a, a T, T5 break, um, spinal injury. And again, so it was about kind of helping her remap her erogenous zones and relearning about her body oh. and her husband relearning her body yeah. and yeah. just saying, actually, it's not all about penetrative sex. And equally yeah. the same for a man, you know, a lot of the men that we know have had spinal injuries are kind of going, basically, I've turned into a lesbian, you know, and that's what they know, like, I'm an amazing lesbian, um, you know, and, and just being a, you know, God, I'm so good at all sex and I didn't even know night before in the very Who knew? So, so, yeah, who knew Who knew that this could be good or she would even like it? Um, so I think it's about just kind of going oh sex isn't just about penis in yeah. you know and then out again yeah. I'm like yeah 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 we've been telling you that for a while guys but, yeah. but we're just- <laughs> the education as well isn't just for disabled people it's for the able-bodied as well yeah. as the partners I think it's just as it's just as bloody important you know yeah. I think that's the thing you know we, we, I had someone interview us the other day and said oh you know saying sex education and I said you've got to be really careful when you say that because it sounds really like patronizing in many ways because it's like many older people they don't need educating they know what sex is but exactly you're right it's about it's about care staff and this is a really big thing it's important to say the law is really gray and the law doesn't support clearly support care staff if you were in a in a a care home for example and you wanted a vibrator who would buy it for you who would put the batteries in who would clean it who would put you in position and who would give you that vibrator? Um, and yeah. where do your care staff stand with the law? Yeah. Um, so that's a really, really big gray area because a lot of care providers do have policies around this. But do their care staff know about those policies? No. Do they have any training? Absolutely not. No, they don't. Do um, CQC, who's like the governing body for uh, in care homes, have statutory requirements around this no they don't um so that's a big part of what we're doing as an organization saying okay it's all very well like doing podcasts talking about it doing kind of undressing disability calendars and that's all great but actually fundamentally law and policy needs to change it's illegal to punch someone in the face but people still get punched in the face unless you prosecute someone nothing's going to happen so yes the law is kind of there but nobody's implementing that law and nobody's saying, actually, you have to educate your staff in this. Yeah. You have to provide training. So they're just not doing that because they don't. If you look at someone's care plan, it's all about certain, uh, person-centered planning. If you look at most people's care plans, there's nothing about their sexual no expression in that at all and because i uh, there was a recent court case over someone with learning difficulties who uh, needed contraception so i can imagine that the, there must be the same kind of thing over contraception both on males and females where again care staff aren't given the right education who is the one who puts the condom on someone can should someone be able to have the injection do you ever get those kind of queries as well yeah. Oh, God, absolutely. And we, we've just written, we've we've got um, a wonderful new team member, Nima, and she's um, a lawyer. 
and she's put together I mean it's taken a really long time and we've put a guide a guide together um, around these subjects because the law is so the law you know the word reasonable is a beautiful word for the law because it's so kind of fluffy <laughs> what, does reason, what does reasonable mean yeah. um, so reasonable adjustment okay what does that mean um, so um, this kind of guide about saying okay well this is what you're allowed to do basically and this is in theory what you're not allowed to do but you know what I just have to say having worked as a carer like I said for since I was 15 years old and um and as I said I'm 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 40 in a couple of months if I was to go back and I still very much do um work as a carer sometimes keep my hand in because I think that's really important if somebody said to me would you help me go in a position put, put me in a position and give me a vibrator and all the rest of it I honestly don't know whether I would do that yeah. and that's not and that's because I'm protecting myself yeah because I have not had any training from that particular agency that I'm working with because they don't provide that. So, I mean, we're, we're going back to even basics about staff not knocking on a door. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like just kind of going knock, knock, open the door straight away and not actually knocking and waiting to think, oh, maybe they're doing something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's so basic like that, let alone, oh, do you need a contract? People wouldn't even think about contraception for people in care, in care homes because they're like, well, they'll never have. They yeah. Sex. I don't even think about it. Um, so that's when you do get people getting pregnant and getting in situations that that's not right for them. Yeah. What's your ultimate aim for Enhance the UK? Um, the ultimate aim, if I uh, would be my legacy, if you like, would be that CQC um, and uh, says that all care providers have to run training for their care staff, and there's education around this so it's actually like you say primarily actually for not not for disabled people what can people do to help i'm assuming use the hashtag undressing disability and keep that going yeah i mean you know what really it's just about kind of following you know following us on on twitter and on instagram all our information's on the uh on the website and actually really just kind of spreading the word and 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 letting people know that we've got you know our resources online are free they're there for if they've got friends or family that have disabilities if people need to a bit of help they can write into the love lounge um the love lounge we love <laughs> i love the sound of the love lounge so the love lounge is run by emily yates and mick scarlett who are two um, quite well-known disabled people they've got physical disabilities wheelchair users and so that so, so they're basically the agony art that we're there they we call them the non-expert sex experts um because that's, they're hang not, on that's our gig so, uh, <laughs> yeah well i mean that's it i mean you know they got no bloody expertise in this but you know it's a case of putting writing in and just going they've been through a lot of this stuff themselves physically so it's about kind of like signposting people basically to talk to the right people so really it's not about kind of people supporting us it's about letting people know that we're there to support them and, and spreading the word about it Thank you, Jenny. How interesting was that? Oh, that was really interesting. So many things that you just don't think about. I really like what she said about even interviewing someone, you're scared of saying the wrong thing. So this is such a tricky territory, isn't it? Yeah. For, for everyone. But um, I love that she she's like, yeah, you need to... You know, we need to be educated. We all need to be educated about it. Yeah, and super, I'm super interesting. Definitely going to be checking out her website yes. at enhancetheuk.org. 
Yep, please do. It's a brilliant, brilliant um, website and brilliant cause, obviously. My name is BB Lynch. And I'm Miranda Kane. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Sam Bonham. And we're going to see you next week for more Good Sex, Bad Sex. Bad Sex. 